Hi, you're listening to A Brit Difficult with August. A Brit Difficult is a podcast aimed at intermediate learners of English, and we focus particularly on British English. We're here to bring you new phrases, new vocabulary, explanations of grammar, and a chance to hear many different voices from all around the UK, both learners and native speakers. Welcome back to A Brit Difficult. Uh, apologies that there was no episode last week. I've actually just come back from a holiday. Uh, I was in Rome to celebrate my birthday. Um, I'd love to hear about any places you have travelled I- in recent times. Um, so feel free to drop me an email at abritdifficult at gmail.com if you'd like to give some feedback, maybe tell me about somewhere you've travelled, ask any questions. I've been thinking lately about possibly starting an Instagram or something similar where I can communicate with people who are listening to the podcast. Um, But let me know if you think that would be a good idea. Um, Any emails that I do receive, I'll be happy to read on an episode. So to make up for the episode that we missed last week, I'm going to release this episode, which is going to be about the gerund. And then tomorrow I'm going to release a bonus episode where I'm going to start a mini-series about regions of the UK and how they are different, what's interesting about them, places to visit, all that kind of thing. Okay, so what is the gerund? The gerund is basically the noun version of a ing verb. So we're probably used to seeing ing verbs in the present progressive. So when you're in the middle of doing something, there was an example there, doing something. So when we have the ing form and something is in the middle of happening, we have this ing form which is called the continuous or the present progressive. And what we can do is use the same form as a noun in certain situations, and that is called the gerund. And for anyone who hasn't heard this word before, I'll spell that for you. It is G-E-R-U-N-D, gerund. So you may have come across this before and maybe just not known the correct term for it or the grammatical term for it, um, but this is what we call it in English. So this is going to probably be, sorry, a short episode, but I just wanted to give a few examples about the gerund, what we can use it for, how it's different to the present progressive, and I hope that by giving lots of examples it will make a bit more sense. So the main way that we use the gerund is as the subject of a sentence, when we want to describe an action or doing something, but we want to use it as a noun. Now, the way that you've probably heard this before is talking about things like dislikes and likes, hobbies. So you might have said something or heard something like, I like reading, or I like hiking, or I like traveling. Every time we have this ing at the end of the verb. Or maybe you say, I don't like cooking, I don't like... Um, riding a bike, I don't like washing the dishes, even in the negative we still have this ing at the end. So when we want to talk about a verb as a noun and use that as the subject of the sentence, 
um, this is what we need to do. We need to use this ing form. And it looks very similar to the present progressive because there is the ing. Um, but what we need to ask ourselves when we see these gerund forms being used is, is this being used as a verb? So if I give you an example such as eating vegetables is good for your health. Eating vegetables is being used as a kind of noun phrase and it's something that we are describing. So eating vegetables is like our subject, is good for your health. So we're saying that something is something. It's this structure that you probably have heard before where we're describing something maybe with an adjective or some kind of opinion um, and although the vegetables are the thing that, are be that is being eaten I'm not talking about eating vegetables here in that I'm saying I eat vegetables I'm saying that eating veg vegetables the concept the idea of eating vegetables everything about this I want to to describe this, I want to give some kind of opinion. So I'm saying that eating vegetables is good for your health. I could also say something like, becoming a doctor is a dream of many people. Becoming a doctor. Becoming a doctor is the phrase, it's the thing I'm talking about. Becoming a doctor is the dream of many people. I could also say something like, to become a doctor is the dream of many people. And it would mean exactly the same thing. But what I would say is that the gerund is perhaps um, something that you're going to hear more regularly in conversation and just in English in general. Um, but as a native speaker, I would definitely understand both of these. Neither of those are incorrect. But thinking about what I'm trying to describe here, I would use the gerund. So there's a couple of examples of how we can use the gerund to be a uh, subject. So when we're thinking about when to use the gerund and when to use the uh, dictionary form, so to, do, to eat, to go, that's the dictionary form, to and the verb. Something else we have to consider is that there are just some verbs in English that require or need us to use one version or the other. And this is something I didn't really think about as a native speaker until I did a bit of research for this episode. And then I realized that there are these little rules um, that I just didn't think about. And for example, uh, these can really only be learned from just speaking and hearing a lot of English. I think. Um, but for example, if I use the verb to decide, um, I need to use that with the dictionary form. So if I say, um, I decided not to move house. I decided not to move house. To move. This is the dictionary form, right? To move. I'm not using the ing form, I'm using the to plus the verb the dictionary for. I decided not to move house. Um, I could also use the word um, to learn. Uh, I could say um, she uh, she learned 
She learned to play the guitar. She learned to play the guitar. Again, I'm using to and the verb, to play. She learned to play the guitar. I wouldn't say she learned playing the guitar. That, that would be incorrect. Again, it's not something I've ever thought about before, but this is a rule that we have. There are certain verbs that require us to use the infinitive, the dictionary form, to and a verb. In the same way, there are also some verbs that require us to use the gerund. So, um, I might use the verb uh, admit. Admit. Um, to admit means to to tell the truth, which might be something that you didn't want to say, that has been a secret before, um, this kind of thing. So, to admit. If I want to use to admit, I need to use this with a gerund. So I could say, uh, the criminal admitted to robbing the bank. The criminal admitted to robbing the bank. So just be careful with that example. I'm not saying to robbing. The, the pieces of that sentence that go together is admitted to. This is a phrase that we need to use a postposition with admit. So the robber, uh, the criminal, sorry, admitted to robbing the bank. Another example, I could say, um, she admitted breaking the vase. She admitted breaking the vase. Um, there I really want to say admitted to again, <laughs> um, but I think that that's just maybe my way of speaking. Um, the just having it without the two sounds unusual to me um, but again this is just because admit to is a common phrase when you're talking about making a confession about something um, another example could be um, recommend I might say um, I recommend going to I recommend going to that museum. I recommend going to that museum. I wouldn't say I recommend to go to that museum. Um, in this case, I wouldn't say that that's fully incorrect, but it doesn't sound natural to me. So for some reason, this verb requires us to use the gerund. I recommend going to the museum. Going to, going. So with those verbs, it really is just practice. Uh, you can probably find a list of those verbs online about which ones would require the dictionary form, which ones would require a gerund. Um, I wouldn't worry about it too much. As you hear English, as you practice it, you will learn these things. Um, and it's, it's, again, it's not something I ever thought about before, but this is another thing to think about when we're going to learn how to use the gerund. The final thing that I came across in my research, and this is again something I didn't think about before as a native speaker, is that we use the gerund, or the ing form, um, whenever there is a preposition um, being used, um, except for the word but. So I'll give a few examples to explain what I mean here. Um, if I say something like I am interested in 
learning to play the violin. I am interested in learning to play the violin. I have this preposition of in. Uh, I am interested in. I wouldn't say I'm interested in to learn the violin or to learn to play the violin. I would say I am interested in learning ing to play the violin. I could also say um, he is thinking about studying medicine. He is thinking about studying medicine. I wouldn't say he is thinking about to study medicine. I would say he is thinking about studying, ing, studying medicine. And the exception, as I said, is the word but. If I say, um, let's see, if I say uh, a common phrase that we might use is I had no choice but, I had no choice but to. So when you don't have a choice in a situation, when you feel like you have to act a certain way, um, I could say I had no choice but to do as the teacher told me, for example. I had no choice but to listen to the teacher. I had no choice but to do what the teacher told me. Something like this. I wouldn't say I had no choice but listening to the teacher, for example. I would say to listen to the teacher. And this is the exception of the preposition. Again, this is a very strange, unusual rule that native speakers probably are not even aware of. So I wouldn't worry about learning it by heart. Is something to pay attention to as you hear English and practice it and this can help you to make a decision about whether you need to use the gerund, whether you need to use the dictionary form and that kind of thing. So that is um, basically everything I wanted to cover about the gerund. Um, I hope this was helpful. Again please feel free to contact me if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Um, please tell me where you're listening from and any ideas or topics that you'd like me to cover on the podcast. I'll be back tomorrow with an episode about our first region in the UK. Um, so tune in tomorrow to find out where we're going to start our adventure and I look forward to speaking to you then. Until then, take care.